0: Dr. Tai and Courtney Caldwell are the co-founders of Shearshare, which is sort of like a hair We're gonna get into the details of what that means in a bit. But first, a little bit about their credentials, you guys. This is wild. They have gotten the attention of the New York Times, the Washington Post, Forbes, and they even won Google Demo Day. Oh, but it was not always that way. This is their second shot.
1: On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people just like you and me who've had to overcome incredible odds to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, We're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo.
0: Welcome, everybody. Good to see you. I'm Jenny-Ann Shondo. If this is your first time joining us, this is just basically a chance to hear about a couple that has had a true second shot. My my goal, my intention for this episode is that if you have something burning inside of you where you need to like step out a little bit and make it happen, well, they're going to give us the inspiration to do so. So welcome. Dr. Ty and Courtney. Thank you Aww. for having us. Yeah, we are
2: thrilled to be here. Thank you, Jim. Oh
0: my gosh. Well, it's crazy. Courtney and I were just talking about we met at this entrepreneurship day, uh-huh. and um, I was doing some intros and emceeing, and you all were on this panel, and I thought the- if this is not a second shot, I don't know what is. When I heard your story, so first of all, I want to give give credit to yeah. what Sheer Share is. So, kind Thank of explain yeah. what it is and and how it exists. Yeah, no, sure. Um,
2: Well, it was a problem that we were trying to honestly just solve for ourselves, but ShareShare is a mobile app. Um, It's actually the first mobile app that lets stylists rent salon space by the day in cities all over the world.
0: So who's who's like the biggest customer? Who's usually mm-hmm. using this?
3: Licensed mm-hmm. beauty and barbering professionals all over, yeah. and just hair, skin, and nails, uh-huh. everything that encompasses beauty and barbering.
2: Yeah, if you are a hairstylist, a barber, um, massage
3: therapist, massage therapist no, okay.
2: technician, microblading artist, mm-hmm. even makeup artist, um, and you want space to work by the day, but you don't want to sign a long-term contract, yeah this makes you have more money in your pocket you get to keep more of your hard-earned money and you get to be flexible in where you get to service your clientele because it is yeah. such
0: a commitment i imagine oh, especially yeah. when people are first starting out with their businesses oh, like yeah. oh man i gotta sign that lease exactly yeah. before exactly. you even have clients yes yeah. and now shear share allows you to quickly find affordable
2: salon and barbershop space again to rent near you no contracts and no com no commission the
3: industry has been the same for over 100 years.
2: <laughs> right? And right. So, We're pretty consistent. <laughs> think,
3: think about it in an archaic way and then you come contemporary and just think about how the industry's really changed. I think that you, when you think about commission-based salons and barbershops, when you think about booth rental, when you think about salon suites, I think people want to have that, that opportunity to not only brand themselves, but be their own business and be transient at, at the same time. Yeah. So I think that's where ShareShare came in and just kind of gave them an opportunity to be risk takers. Yeah.
0: We know that this has blown up. You yeah. guys, they've gotten crazy attention. Yeah. Um, like I mean, all over the country. And you are um, Texas based. Yes, we yes. are. Cool. A lot of our audience yes, is from are. Texas, so I know they're giving big shout outs there. Let's kind of reverse it. Now yeah. now that we know the glory is here and you're doing well, yeah. how how did you decide yeah, uh-huh. to to leave what both of you were doing and start this? Let's we'll we'll start with you, Ty, and then go to Courtney. Yeah.
3: Well, I've been in the industry for over a quarter of a century, so 26 years, been a salon owner for over two decades. I think that what really gave me that hunch, that that wherewithal to just be that risk taker was just having the gift. I've been Mm -hmm. actually utilizing scissors and clippers and all different types of tools since I was 11. And so I didn't think that this was going to be an actual job or career for me. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually was going to school for sports medicine. And then I was sitting in class one day and I said, you know what? I'd rather be making money, just sit here, just doing the <laughs> basics before I started taking the, the courses that needed to get me into sports medicine. And I decided, you know what? I'm done with this and decided to go to Barb and beauty school.
0: Quick detour on that um- So often when like you're thinking about the school Uh trajectory and what you're going to do, I think that we think that our passions are not career viable. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, so do you think there was anything to that where you're thinking, oh, sports medicine, now that's That's a career.
3: Well, it was because I actually moved here when I was 15 uh, from Arkansas to Dallas and I was a football player, Mm -hmm. basketball player and a, and a, um, a track athlete. And I decided to focus really on my academics because, you know, it's just a different level of academics. And I said, okay, well, I want to stay connected to sports. And that's why I decided to do the sports medicine route, just to stay connected. And, you know, when you have that love and passion for it, you'd rather be doing it than to be working around it. And... You know, that's where that uh, career change became uh, adamant that I don't want to be a part of this.
0: <laughs> so then so then you went into the hair care world, opened yeah, up yeah. this salon then. And, and from the way I understand it, you guys were kind of doing this like on the side, coordinating mm-hmm. these rentals mm-hmm. before the app was born, right? Yeah,
3: you right. know, after after leaving school and working at a salon for six years, I decided to open my own shop. And... It's it's funny because you just never know how life is going to take a turn. And so I had a nice shop, um, best um, one of the best shops in Plano for like three years and decided to rebrand and expand. So I, I expanded to suites. And lo and behold, I, I saw the industry changing, but I did not know it was changing that rapidly and how people were really starting to be individualized uh, doing the social media, uh, this whole tech world, and, and everybody just owned their phones. And I said, you know what? After I you know, expanded, I saw my suites went empty for such a long time and a stylist gave me a call and wanted to rent uh, by the day. She is actually leaving Plano and moving to the southern sector of Dallas, but she was leaving like 15 to 25 clients and she said, you know what, Dr. Tai, you know, I came here because Someone told me to come here and you had a nice spot and I like it. And then she said, I looked at all the accolades that you have wanted uh, as far as being a salon and, and barbershop owner. And she said, I would love to, to utilize your spot, but not long term. I don't want to sign a lease, mm-hmm. nor uh, do I want to sign a contract. I just want to work a couple of days a week, yeah. every other week to keep my clients satisfied.
0: So that kind of sparked the idea of like, oh, she's she's gonna rent this space and I wonder if there are others. Is that kind of like how It
3: it was exactly like that and I was a little apprehensive until I went home and I talked to my wife about it and she was like, who does this laughing at me?
2: Honestly, I was like, wait a minute, you got a phone call and she said, what? Like, that's not how we find professional space to rent in this industry. Like, are you sure that wasn't a scam? No. And he was like, babe, you know, I talked to her myself. I'm just gonna give it a try. You know, he loves this industry. He'll always tell you that he loves this industry more today than he did when he first started almost this year. ago and so he said i just want to be helpful and then plus that suite was just giving us nothing so we'd rather make some money on some on dollars versus going empty exactly
0: So, Courtney, what were you you doing when you guys decided (laughs) to start this, uh, this tech company? Well, I was very happy and comfortable in my corporate America,
2: um, mind frame. And I I had been doing that for 20 plus years or so. Um, at this point, yeah, I loved it. At this point in time, I was working at Oracle. So I was responsible for digital demand generation across five Mm -hmm. continents, had so many different lines of businesses that I was supporting. And I saw an end to the road. I like, I really thought I was going to retire from Oracle. Like I found my home. And then my husband came home and said, I had this idea (laughs) and I was like, okay, because he's the risk taker in the family. Yes,
0: you guys are like Heath and I. Oh my God! Where there's one person that's just jumping off, they're just doing things. You're like, wait, I've got, this- to <laughs> <laughs> I've got retirement I've got a 401k S- to S- think, S- think about. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I was
2: very comfortable with the golden handcuffs. But this man right here, honestly, he will take my hand every day and he's like, we're running off of that ledge and let's go. And I'm always like, all right, let's do it. We'll figure it out.
3: I think what she didn't realize is how much of a rock star she was. Oh. There's a lot of oh, great There's a lot of great leaders in companies. See, CEOs, presidents, but they always have a great number two. And sometimes that number yeah. two can play a number one right. or a number one B. Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh, when you think about yourself as a number two, you really are really a number one. Uh-huh. And I I, I recognize that in her with the, with the different ahead. jobs. So after she left Oracle, she did some consulting yeah. and she took companies to the next level when it came yeah. to marketing, when it came to digital marketing. And I always wished, even when I was you know, running my salon and barbershop, that I had a talent like her and I said you know, one day can't God, afford her. Yeah, I, like, I can't afford you I was like one day God is gonna bless me to utilize her skill set and oh that's what happened
0: yeah well, this isn't a relationship show per se but I love I like I love what you're demonstrating yeah. and recognizing the skills of your partner oh yeah and oh, yeah. like that's super valuable in, yes. in a marriage I imagine oh, yes. so um, so 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 you kind of thought okay I'm I'm running I'm doing my thing I see uh-huh. the end of the way I'm guessing making good money mm-hmm. like yeah making great thing.
2: money yeah traveling loving it loving <laughs> so it so
0: what was what made you decide to leave because i think that would be really hard it's Uh easy to to mm-hmm. To go start something when you have nothing to lose, right? Right. Mm-hmm. When you have built uh-huh. a, and and sustained something, and mm-hmm. you've got a child yeah. to support, you've got a, yeah. you know a little a guy to think about. Right. Not really little guy, but you know <laughs> yeah. he's grown up yeah. now. But um, but you know you have a family to think about. Yeah. that's a little bit harder to leave that security. I imagine it was, especially as a mom, because you have so
2: much mom guilt that you bring into everything, right? Uh-huh. And you're right. Our son Trey, at the time, he was middle school ish when we first started getting ready to about start middle this. school. Yeah. yeah. And now, that's um, it's a hard time. You want to be stable. Right. You to... There's so much transition that they're going through <laughs> that you want to make sure that you, you, you're not adding to that. Um, but now he's a first year cadet and football player at the Air Force Academy, and we could not be more proud of that kid. Amazing. Um, but going back, it was, it was a lot of questions that we had to ask ourselves. We said, what would life even look like if we did this thing by ourselves? He knew what that world felt like because yeah. he was so used to having his own business, being what I call the most unemployable person that I know on the face of the earth. Yeah. So he's He's always been used to that, but I'm used to walking into an organization. Yeah. Courtney, here's your laptop. Ms. Calvo, here's your assistant. These are your. <laughs> and, and I, I had yeah. to completely change my perspective about what the definition of risk was going to look like for us.
3: I wanted her to think about it as a calculated risk. I yeah. wanted to give her just an outlook you know, with foresight to say, OK, this is what we can do. Mm-hmm. If you decide you want to do it, it'd be great for us. Mm-hmm. If not, I still have staff at the shop mm-hmm. and we can still live off minimal. Yeah, uh-huh. We just have to understand we gotta pull back, yeah. scale back in our spins, right. scale back in our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's how we was gonna think about
0: yeah, it. That's yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Do yeah. you have to change your lifestyle when you were oh, first going yeah. oh, into no the Oh, no doubt, no uh, doubt. And was that yes. like was that kind of like, ooh, that's a bummer? It I'm, was not
2: a bummer. I'll say this. It was not a bummer because I knew that like whatever this man puts his mind to, like, his secret sauce is like turning something into like gold and adding mm-hmm. zeros to something. So mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to be a great idea and it was a great idea once we had that first experience yeah. and the stylist loved it. And she started sharing across our, our personal mobile numbers to <laughs> other stylists and we're getting phone calls. Um, but I knew that it was going to be a great, thing for us to do. And I knew that I wanted to do something with my husband together Uh because it sometimes it's hard when you're traveling to India or you over in Japan and you got the family at home and you come back and you're walking the door and you're just so pumped and geeked about Mm. sharing your experience. And they've been there, you know, doing algebra homework or, you know, maybe there was an incident at school that happened. And so we were on the same path, but it always feels like your cadence is a little bit off because you're not living like the exact I same life. Yeah. And so for us, this was like, oh, this is going to be easy because yeah. now we're we're running at the same exact pace. So
0: how did you figure, like, how do you go find somebody to make an App. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if those kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we knew because I
2: had been in the tech world. You know, I've been surrounded by engineers and not directly working with them, but kind of been in that kind of space. And so I asked a couple of people, and they said, "Wow, well, that's a good idea," but I don't want to leave my my cushiony corporate America job. Or they say, "Yeah, I can maybe try to do that, but maybe on the weekends." And we're like, "No, we need somebody who's going to like be in this with us." Mm-hmm.
3: And see, my I guess my default is being a leader. Mm-hmm. I'm always big on relationships. Oh yeah. And I knew that traveling back from Silicon Valley when she was working in Redwood City at Oracle, Mm -hmm. I knew that she had connections. She started to build relationships. And there was this one young lady (laughs) who's actually on our advisory board now. Her name is T.D. Lowe. And before we even really knew her, I was like, Courtney, you remember that young lady you went to lunch with that I didn't get a chance to go with that day? I was like, she talked about startups and we didn't know anything about startups at the time. You know, I'm going to school, I'm writing my book and all these things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, call her. Courtney called her up and we told her about, that we had an idea. We just want to run it by her. We don't really know if we can do it or not, but let's run it by you. And I picked the phone up, talked to her for a second and told her what we were doing manually. And the phone just went like plop. And so we didn't know if the phone had dropped the call. She said, guys, I'm so sorry. Quiet. She said, I'm sorry. That's a billion dollar idea. Yeah. And we were like, what can we do? We don't even know where to start.
2: hmm. That's the person that we asked, how do you build an app if you don't yeah. know how to code? And she said, well, try to find a technical co-founder. We're like, okay, well, we tried that. We don't have one of those. So now what? Yeah. And she said, well, I have this third-party engineering firm that I've worked with in the past. You know, I will introduce you guys. Now, unbeknownst to us, again, I had, had one lunch with this lady who was just, who <laughs> was great. And again, she was in this whole startup world. We, we did not know what a startup was. Absolutely. We didn't know what an angel investor was. We didn't know people would give you money to go build your dream. No idea. Okay. Pause
0: on that for a second. Okay. But here's yeah. the thing that I think people think is they think, oh, well, I didn't go to business school. I don't know what an angel investor is. And I know these are the thoughts that go through my head when I'm thinking of things too. Well, yeah. yeah. you know,
2: how, yeah. how do
0: you, how, how do you, I don't know, Matt, do you know somebody who makes an app? <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I, okay, I, so do so I, I certainly don't my one connection,
0: producer Matt. Um, so um, that's a different yeah. mindset to me. Yeah. Somebody who who kind of knows what, like, uh, we don't know what a startup is. Yeah. <laughs> Had no
2: idea. You know. but, but again, that risk taker in my husband. And because I believed in this thing so much, like, this man I trust with my entire being. So, like having to make a difficult decision at work or maybe having to let somebody go or trying to figure out how to build something from nothing. We've done that before in our marriage, right? And so Raising like, a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and he got acquired. So yeah, I think yeah, we've done yeah. <laughs> doing, He's doing okay. Right, he's doing okay. So I think yeah. we're doing pretty well. I mean, and, and the best companies, like the most successful companies always have the best examples and models for leadership. And yeah. we already had that. So I figured whatever we choose to do next is going to be amazing.
0: There were some uh, groups, some sort of like entrepreneur groups that you both were a part of. Can you talk about that and like Mm -hmm. how do you get in how do you get into that kind of training? How do you find
3: out about it? Yeah. I I guess what really was the spark is when we got introduced to the third party engineering firm, they entered us into a contest that we knew nothing about. (laughs) Right. So we get a call on a Wednesday saying, you know, Ty and Courtney, uh, there's a tech tech cocktail, it was a tech cocktail event and we entered you guys. It's like 1,500 startups, mm-hmm. and we would love for you guys to come. Are you able to come? We was like, when is it? It was like a Saturday. It was like Saturday is Wednesday, literally <laughs> the Wednesday night. <laughs> so basically Thursday. And she was, he was like, well, you guys didn't know anything about It was Like we knew nothing about it. She was like, well, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about coming, you know, maybe next time. And I, I talked to Courtney. Now, again, me being the risk taker, I was like, I think we should go. Mm-hmm. And my son was out of school that Friday. Yeah. So we left. We left Friday morning. So we booked the flight Thursday, yeah. took off Friday, Yep. and went to go to this event. Yep. Out of 1,500, we got into the top 100. Mm-hmm. That top 100 Crazy. put us in um, the the TechCo startup of the year event, mm-hmm. which happened two months later. Went to that, got into the top five mm-hmm. So we thought, okay, we're good. We've been recognized, you right, know, we happy. can continue being that worked. got that on the
2: resume. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so check we, and check.
3: we were going to go to the back and, and work on a pitch. We had never done a pitch before, yeah. and so Courtney and I working together. Yeah. You know, I had done some speaking engagements. She did some yeah. speaking, so we could say, okay, well, we'll let you uh, do the do the pitch, and we can just I can coach you up. So we went back there, went in the top five. Everybody did their, their pitch. did a two uh, five minute pitch, two uh, two minute Q and A, and we came out the winners of Tech Co Startup of the Year.
2: Which is crazy. Yes! Again, first time experience in the valley amount startups who were like unbelievable. But that was like you said, and that kind of spearheaded everything. Yeah. Cause from there we went to 500 startups, which is one of the mm-hmm. top accelerators in the world for for tech startups yes. but
0: you, you, at the time you yeah. didn't know it no oh.
2: no <laughs> no you, you, i couldn't have spelled thing. startup i mean it was just it was <laughs> that world was just so foreign from us and and i can't believe that we've learned so much vernacular and learned so much ins and outs and have built relationships again because going back to relationships and how important they are it's been amazing
0: yeah i, I don't know about you matt when i hear that I, that's super inspiring for me because especially when you're in one industry for so long Oh yeah, you know you know what I'm saying, Matt. Like we yeah. know all the you know lingo for TV, radio, uh-huh. podcast, right, uh huh.
1: Right, and yeah. and I mean I've certainly thought about that um, in the past, and and the thing that does I think trip a lot of people up is like I don't know I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what I don't know, and uh-huh. what and like am I going to make a mistake from my first step? Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to hear that um, you. I mean. Yeah you did the right things right you reached out to people that you trusted we you reached out to people th- for for help and um, went from there i think that's i think that it could serve as, as an example for a lot of people yeah.
3: Re- relationships are powerful uh, yeah, i think are. that when i think about how <clears throat> excuse me how we just jumped out there my experience was running a salon running a barbershop teaching educating mentoring so the leadership qualities were there. Okay. Uh, the relationships were there. Yeah. I think what really helped me was when I talked to her about the corporate world. You know, understanding the lingo, understanding digital marketing, understanding tech from some perspective. Uh, so when I moved to the, when we were going back and forth to the Valley, I decided to just be a student again and oh. decided to learn. So I didn't speak for like three weeks. Tell I wanted about our
2: schedule going to the Valley. Okay. Yeah.
3: What so was that schedule the like? The schedule was crazy. So we leave every Sunday come back every Thursday. Because? Well, because our son was playing football, he was in sports, and we wanted <laughs> we to make sure that we had touch.
0: This points. is a Texas family, <laughs> <one> everybody. here. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
3: So I think it was it, it was exciting when, we, when I think back.
0: So did your family help out? Do you oh yeah. Have family, here he's,
2: helping out, he's or? number seven of eight kids, and all the siblings live here in yeah. the area except one. Right. So it was super helpful at that point in time. My mother would come up. My grandmother, so Trey's great great grandmother, would come up and sit with him. It was. I can't believe we did that for a little over a year. But every Sunday we jump on a plane <laughs> go to the valley and, and you were going there because we those back. were the
0: relationships you needed you yeah. have to and we were part of this program this, this startup of the startup program. program yeah
2: yep. so you want you want to be there to soak up as so much information as possible because as ty always says there's something just so serendipitous about being around other people who are trying to do what you're trying to do and it's
3: just really an ecosystem yeah. they get it you know silicon right. valley gets it this is yeah. what they do yeah. this is what they push out every day it's no big yeah. deal to them
0: Yeah. oh that is awesome okay you guys mm-hmm. we have heard a lot about the good stuff the good <laughs> advice <laughs> In the next segment, we're gonna get into some of the nitty gritty. What was the the hardest part? What were some of the challenges? What would they have maybe done differently, if anything? We'll talk about that in the second segment of Second Shot Sit Downs. Quick break to tell you about, gosh, a company that has saved us in so many different ways. You've heard us talk about myllc.com. So this is the space that we've gone to when we are setting up LLCs. They also set up corporations. And what they do is they make sure that all the legal stuff is checked off and they also make sure that it's sent to you in the most succinct, efficient way. So that's one thing. The other thing that you get is, you know, I'm somebody that I was really new to business. I did not study business. This is uh, really a new part of my experience. So I was able to, you know, get them on the phone and have them explain what we were doing and what we were walking through. So they have actually made a really generous offer for our listeners. You're going to get $99 off the formation of a new LLC. So if you are starting a, a big business or a corporation, this works. Also, if you're somebody who's doing kind of a side hustle, it is, you got to protect that that money in that business and put it in something separate and create an LLC for it. So... The code is 99myLC, or you can go to myllc.com slash second shot, and then go through, and that will give you the opportunity to save $99 off the formation of an LLC or a corporation. You guys know we wouldn't have anybody on here if we didn't believe in them a billion percent, and if we hadn't used them ourselves over and over and over again. So again, myllc.com slash shot. Or use the code 99MYLC. Welcome back into Second Shot Sit Downs. We are hanging out with Dr. Ty and Courtney Caldwell, who are the co-founders of Sheer Share. Producer Matt, also in the house today. Hello. And I'm you know here. what? I didn't even like give love to the new set that we are on. I'll it's great, nice. isn't
3: it? Yeah, We love it.
2: Isn't
0: this, this is cool? Great. Yeah, right. it is. Really nice. I'm going to start my own tech Very startup. Sassy. Show my <laughs> set. <laughs> Do it. Do it. So if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio or any of the other platforms, you have no clue what I'm talking about. But if you're watching on YouTube or uh, on Facebook or one of the other video services, then you are seeing our chic new set. We had oh, to, yeah. you know, up the ante so, for our guests today. Oh. And, um, Producer Matt Steadfast yeah. with a really good question you brought up in the break, and I wanted everybody to be able to hear the answer.
1: Well, um, it may come as some surprise, but I was not very familiar with the salon industry for quite a while <laughs> in my not life. The only one. I went to I went to the same barber for, I think, 20 years. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize that it worked the way it does, where you're not necessarily an employee of the salon, but you're maybe renting space, or I, it may work different in different places, but a lot of people do that model where they're renting a space out, you know, in, in a, in a the salon right. and so I was curious listening to what you guys do um, if for the user side is this something that people would um, early on in their career, would they make a lot of mistakes? Would they sign on to leases that maybe they couldn't afford or or uh, get underwater or even be taken advantage of? Like I mean, because they this...
0: have no clients yet? Right. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. Good question, man.
3: That's a great question. I'm okay. sure Courtney going to follow what, what I'm about to say. I think that what makes us unique and what makes us grand as far as the future of beauty and the future of renting space is easy because so many, school, so many kids are coming out of school and they have no book of business. Right. They have no clientele. They just can't go into a salon or a barbershop and rent a space and pay that that weekly booth rent that monthly booth rent and then you have some people that go into Commission based salons and they're not given the opportunity to start working because they have to train they have to learn the culture they have to learn how to work with the team and I think that they want to just really get in after they've gotten this training after they've gotten this education because they put their, their time, their efforts, and their money into it. I think what makes ShareShare Share such a great platform is that now you can work by the day. Mm-hmm. And you can re- we can reach prices anywhere from $25 all the way up to $350. Yes. And in, and one salon in New York is like $500 a day. Mm-hmm. So just to rent. Just yes. to rent. So you better
0: be booking those clients yes, that day. Exactly.
3: So <laughs> it works like- <laughs> really good for those kids coming out of school. But it yes, also yes. works really well for those who have been in the industry for a long time. Exactly. Who don't want to sign a contract. Who want to go take yes. care of their clients. And then choose some place. That's going to work for their client's personality. Yeah. Courtney, what would you say?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question, Matt. Um, we, we call people who do hair at home kitchen titians right? So sometimes mm-hmm. you maybe have a braider and that person tells you to just come into my living room and you spend the four yeah. hours, whatever. Is that illegal, though? It's not it's not illegal okay. but when you think about like the sanitation laws when sure, you think okay. about privacy it, th- those things um, are very concerning. Well let me let me, let
3: me answer it. mm-hmm. it's not it's not legal to start a business in your home Right. Okay yeah. but like so your it,
2: girlfriend could come over and... Yeah yeah, yeah. Get her uh, hair braided. Right. Yeah. But when you then tell that girlfriend, hey, you know, I just washed your hair in my sink. And now, you know, that bill is like $250. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. They're like, wait a minute. I'm in your living room. Like your little toddler just crawled by. Like that's a little strange to me. Yeah. So I'm watching Peppa Pig. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's not worth too A lot of
3: liability you know, issues. Yeah. It,
2: so many different liability issues. So, you know, we wanted to take all of those challenges, all those hurdles away and say the most basic need that a stylist needs, which is working out a professional salon space. We're going to provide that for you. And when you want it, where you want it, and you're going to tell us what amenities you want. You're going to tell us location. You're going to tell us the price that you want to pay and when you want to pay that price. And we're going to give that to you.
0: Amazing. It's such such a good idea. And I do like that question too, Matt. So let's talk about mistakes. (laughs) We have, we've told everybody about, you know, gosh, the the, the things that you've done and and really the risks that you've taken, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. impressive, but like, What do you think along the way? Gosh, that was a big mistake and I I wish Uh we would have done it differently. Yeah.
3: I think that really hiring the... It was a great thing to get the third party mm-hmm. engineering team, okay. but we, we kept them too long. Yeah, been. And so we emptied out our bank account, you know, trying to keep this team mm-hmm. to help build our uh, to build our tech mm-hmm. yeah. uh, platform. And we realized we were just running out of money. Mm-hmm. And anytime time we went and talked to investors, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, do you have a tech team in-house? And we were like, no, we have a third party. They would not put their hands on us. They would not oh, invest any money right. because you're, you're paying third party firms by the hour mm-hmm. and your in-house team is working. When they, when you need them to, all the yeah. time to build your, to build your company.
0: Yeah. That is great yeah. advice. You, is. Would you agree that that was? a, oh, yeah. a, a Step. Or, yeah. or what do you think when you look? Well, back we
2: didn't know. That? We didn't know that. You know, we, we we're building a tech startup, right? And so you kind of need your tech in house. Mm-hmm. Um. But we always figured, okay, I know marketing operations. He's the subject matter expert when it comes to beauty and barbering. I mean, and he literally drew on a chipotle napkin if I can share. He drew on a chipotle napkin every screen of the Shearshare app. So we, when we were sitting. It's very professional. Yeah. <laughs> we're extremely <laughs> professional. <laughs> back when we were eating rice and beans yes. to save up all the money. And
3: that is a, a Chipotle plug, so look us up.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we would love cool. to have Chipotle as a sponsor. Uh, but no, he would, uh, he slid the, the Chipotle napkin, I'll never forget this, across the table at the engineers and said, okay, I need you to build that. But we only had that because we had three years of asking questions, three years of directional data of these stylists who had our personal phone number saying, I need this. These are the kind of questions I'm, I need to have answered before I go rent that space. And the salon owners also asking us the same questions over and over and over again. So So by the time we decided to turn this idea into an app, we knew exactly what it needed to look like. The hardest
3: thing was the apprehension from both Mm -hmm. parties. So the the, the stylists and the barbers and the licensed professional had apprehensions about going to a salon that didn't fit their needs. And then the owners had apprehensions about who's coming in here. Are they going to fit our culture? Are they going to be in here for professional use only? Are they going to steal anything? You know, any, right. are they going right. So just oh, all then. fair questions. Oh. And me having that experience on the ownership side and the licensed professional side, I was able to speak to them directly. So like yeah. Courtney said, three years of direction of data, mm-hmm. three years of touch points, three years of making yeah. everyone comfortable Understanding what we were building just really helped, and so when you're doing something like that, you're getting people referred all the time. So we yeah. started building relationships and right. referrals just through that.
0: So it was th- so it was three years of doing this manually. Yeah, manually. The app. Yes. What year? What year did you start doing it manually? Oh, see, 2012. 2012. We started matching stylists to empty salon space. Yeah. 2015 was when you started the app. 2015
2: was when we established our LLC. We didn't okay. even yeah. yeah. We didn't even say let's do. We were this. still
3: manually doing it.
2: Exactly. And then 2016 we launched our private beta. And then, beginning of twenty seventeen, our public beta. Okay,
0: yeah. so here we yeah. are, three years later. Three years. How, how do, does somebody get money yeah. for something like this? I mean, you guys <laughs> had your jobs before, but that doesn't like fund a whole. You no, know, it does company. not a whole company.
2: No, it does not. Yeah,
3: coming out of five hundred, yeah. you know, they had demo day. Uh, mm-hmm. at 500 Startups, mm-hmm. and we got our first angel investor coming yes. out of there. Yes. And so having an angel investor, again, with relationships, and then we were introduced to a lot of VCs, mm-hmm. venture capitalists in the Bay Area, yeah. in Silicon Valley. So we were able to go visit, and then having that relationship with investors through 500 Startups just kind of catapulted us in a whole other different world.
0: Yeah. So you're going and sort of yeah. selling yourselves to oh, yeah. them, or oh, not yes. yourself, but pitching. You're, you're, you're pitching. You're pitching. Yeah. ourselves Definitely. and our yeah. vision. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, gosh, did, we,
2: we did like hundreds of meetings, like 100%. literally hundreds of meetings to raise money for a sheer share share
0: so of the of the hundreds of meetings uh-huh. like how many said <laughs> i'm gonna give you some money we have fewer than 10 investors yes so
2: like a 200 think about like 200 plus meetings and we have 10 investors that we have chosen because they mm-hmm. we have to choose them as well mm-hmm. to come along this this ride with us
0: so we're there but, but that was like 10 yeses out of ten 10
3: yeses yeah, out of about 160 or close to 200, 200 Exactly. So
0: that's super key, you guys, too, yeah. if, if you're kind of hearing this story and think, <laughs> oh, wow, must be nice. They had these great jobs and yeah. they had money to do it. And no. all these people are wanting to invest. So if no. they would have said, if they would have gotten through, say, like the first 75 and, and no, everybody <laughs> and had said no and stopped, imag- like mm-hmm. this would be nothing. Like yeah. we wouldn't even be here no. today. No. And we knew, we knew going into it that
2: even though we may have heard a no, it wasn't going to mean anything to us. We just knew that, OK, that's not the person that we're supposed to be on this earth for to help make rich. Like we're moving on to the next person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, oh, I like that. Yeah. So okay, oh, yeah. so that's not the next person. <laughs> the next <laughs> person. We're here to make rich. Right. I think that's a good reframing. It and is. I imagine there's got to be a lot of reframing yeah. with yeah. with uh you know it's it's re- rejection in those in those ways. Yeah. But mm-hmm reframed that out of those yes.
3: 10 we did have two that said no that are investors now
0: yeah right oh they came on back they came oh, back oh come to find out
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, honestly when you start to get and we didn't even didn't try this but when you start to get a little bit of press the media like we're the first texas startup to win google demo day i mean that's amazing because they only bring like a dozen of startups from around the world to this one day and there are tons of investors that are sitting in that room mm-hmm. and so when you start to get pick up a little bit of press you know people will reach back out and say i think we need to chat again
0: well and i'm glad so. that you were open to it too oh, instead yeah. of being you know sometimes yeah. people will write somebody off and uh-huh. you know but but they just need a little yeah. more proof yeah, yeah. that's fine exactly. right no, like yes. you did it yeah it's yes. not
3: it's not a slap in the face no, no. no. It's, it yeah. could be like a not right now that's yeah. still a no Exactly. Uh-huh. and so right. those were not right now uh-huh. and end up finding out that an investor that they know Knew, yep. invested in us mm-hmm. so they decided to invest
0: yep. relationships again That's exactly. so like again going back to those relationships oh, yeah. and, and, and those connections i think it's mm-hmm. really interesting that you guys have forged away in it i guess a similar you know it's, it's your industry mm-hmm. yep. dr ty but mm-hmm. but really not because we're talking about an <laughs> app. now yep. right yeah how Crazy. long does it take to i mean make money on
2: something like this oh yeah well so we the very first day that we launched our app in the google play store mm-hmm. we had a booking and that was back when it was just the two of us just the two. so we were we were right side up <laughs> you know from a from a cap table standpoint but yeah from day one we were making money on share share
0: wow on the app yeah oh, that's crazy great. yeah and when and, and when you talked about the rice and beans days oh yeah i think we you know most everybody's been there at one point or oh, another yes. you guys chose oh, yes. to go there because you yeah. were starting down yeah. this venture yeah did you give yourselves a timeline like okay we're gonna do this for oh. for a year five years ten years and then yeah. Whatever. Or did you? You didn't give no. Time. We were all in. No. I was all
3: in. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we didn't give ourselves a timeline. <laughs> we just wanted to no. see how far we could go. And yeah. once we started realizing that, you know, other people like what we were doing mm-hmm. and we were building a viable company yeah. uh, and we were changing lives yes. and we were um, creating jobs. Right. We realized that, OK, this can go as, as long as we want it to go and there's no end yet.
2: Mm-hmm. I have to admit, though, when when he came to me and said, "Okay, we wiped out our savings account," and that was painful. Oof. And Then he said, "We need to get rid of the four hundred and one k." Yes, me,
0: because we're exactly. planners. Like, see, you are, are you yes. kidding me? I have st- like <laughs> when I was making no money, I contributed to the four hundred and one k. no money. Yes, yeah. exactly.
2: That was my exact response. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, savings, okay, I know we can build that back up. Yeah. Whatever, that's liquid. But four hundred and one k, you want to drain like the proverbial tank? Yeah, that was so so foreign to me but i'm so i wish we had done it earlier now
3: i'm laughing because we're <laughs> believers you know honestly and we just go back to sowing yeah. and we looked at it as sowing a seed to our business right. mm-hmm. and knowing that the fruit was going to yeah. come right. now we didn't know how long it was going to take we know that you no know, you know once you sow the seed doesn't produce fruit right away mm-hmm. so we knew that we would do that and believe it or not believe it or not 13 weeks later we made a million dollars investment
0: yeah it's crazy. Ah! but again I believe it hundreds believe of meetings I believe it but it's scary yeah it is. Them, especially for, it for is. people like us who are oh. really those planners and like you know I have my dad in the mm. back of my head saying you know and we're <laughs> trust me we're not saying everybody go cash out for exactly. one K for like right, some either. new That's car that. or something no, like no, no, no. that but it's like you guys had no. intention and plan oh, Yeah, yeah. We we're gonna oh, bet on yeah. ourselves yes yeah, you were betting on yourselves it's not like they you know wanted to go yeah. buy a new car no, no. you know no. I think those are very different things but still that is very scary and today just to think about it like
2: if we had said no Ed meeting 75, right? Yep. I mean, we wouldn't hear from salon and barbershop owners around the
0: country saying, thank you, sheer, because mm-hmm. you're helping me keep my business mm-hmm. open. Exactly. Because yeah. they need this. Is, they they need Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get into our second shot franchise mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. I think it's fun to, you know, now that we know them a little bit, you guys, <laughs> we can kind of get to know a little bit more about what makes them tick. And one of uh, one of the most fascinating mm-hmm. things for me to hear mm-hmm. is, you know, the top three people, That Mm. someone would like to meet. Now they have to be living, and the reason I say that is because I like to put this out as really like a true intention because I want you to meet these people, like for real. Okay. Um, And and everybody that sat in your chair have been just so such purposeful and impressive people. And Mm so, um, okay, who wants to start? Who's got their three? I've
3: I've met the individual, but I haven't. Um, I've only met. I've like, gotten sit down time. Yes. Okay. Uh, Irving on? Magic. Jones. I knew it.
0: Ugh. I knew it. I knew. Yes. That. Okay. Yes. You're the first one yeah. to say him. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. Yeah. You're the first one. Okay. For me, what any, other two? Who
3: no, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm. just gonna let oh, you. No, one,
0: one, 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 one. One. One.
2: One. Okay. Well, I would say um, Michelle Obama. Okay. okay. I mean, duh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I know my other two. She's a popular one. Go ahead and say my other two. Go ahead. Okay. Then I would say Amanda Seals. Okay. She's an author and she's on the View now. Not yeah. not the View. She's on uh, the Real. The Real. Okay. The Real. Okay. Yes. 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 On yes, the Amanda. Real. And then uh, Beyonce so I mean
0: that's a solid I list know.
2: and we're yeah. closer to Beyonce now because Kim Kimball who is Beyonce's personal hairstylist is uh-huh. an advisor for sheer share so we're one degree
0: of oh, separation yeah. it's gonna happen it's, closer. it's yeah. closer and she's got some hair oh yeah. so you that's know shy. that can be yeah. like a <laughs> good yeah. hair
2: yeah. Head. and, I'll and I'll her go, mom was I'll a lawn owner too by oh. the way oh. exactly. well, it's totally
0: happening yeah. wait and aren't they from Texas yeah 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 Houston yeah. yeah so this is that's it's gonna happen it's gonna
3: happen and I'll say um John Paul DeJoria. Paul Mitchell.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh,
3: I love, I love world, yeah. I love him. I love his story. I love his... And one more. Probably be Crazy Kevin Hart. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah. That, I, I, like I want to be in on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your list. I like it. Yeah. I come? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. yeah the, right. then you got to get six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. then you get six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other question I like to ask um, people, just because um, it just gives a sense of, like, your psyche, and I like to hear mm. the explanation behind it. Okay. If you uh, got to choose... Uh-huh. Would you choose that life be wholly fair Uh or wholly unfair for you? Mm. Unfair for me. Okay. Why? Mm.
3: Because I think that in this social media driven age, now everybody's starting from the same starting point, but I think that most people take the easy route Mm -hmm. and they don't want to go through the road less traveled. And I think it's unfair, um, in the road less traveled, but it builds up mental psyche. It builds up strength and it builds up things within yourself that you would never know and taking the road always travel when it's fair you don't learn
2: about yourself.
0: You don't learn oh. darn thing when somebody gives you something, yeah. do you? You are so good. And see,
2: that's why I married this man. <laughs> um, I was honestly going to say fair, but <laughs> but now as I hear you talking... There's no wrong answer with no, that. Oh yeah, no, but I was just thinking in myself how I would logically spend that. I'm, I'm going to say unfair, only because I feel like that's been my life, period. So mm-hmm. I don't even know what it would look like to be to live an easy life. Like, I don't know if we would have started sheer share if... If God had told it us this is it. all the stuff that you're gonna have to endure, do you wanna? I would say, oh. nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, yeah, I, I need a little bit of a, a oomph to keep going. So yeah, that's
0: That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. And isn't that the truth? Sometimes yes. you would have never chosen the path you're on. Never. You would have known all the, <laughs> the ups and downs and stuff, but here you are. That's here the you are. So, so yeah. the last question, Matt, d- isn't it interesting to see these?
1: Yeah, I really like these. Have you
0: changed Have you changed your uh pers- your own personal answer to fair or unfair um,
1: the- I know mine. I think I, I think my reasoning is a little bit different than most people's, but I I, I do know my answer to that.
0: Okay, well then. Are you wanting want to, to
1: hear it now? Yeah, I like yeah,
0: to hear it, it I, now. Now I need to hear <laughs> so it. So I've
1: always that thought means. I've always thought unfair was was the right choice, and partially because. Um, I think, you know, most people say, you know, unfair things happen to you and that's that's the way it is and it builds character. But I've looked back at the breaks that I've gotten in my life and the things that have fallen my way. And if I thought about if it was truly fair, you know, did I put in a hundred percent effort on this? And did I get the, did I get a hundred percent of result or did I put, did I put in 70% effort and I lucked out and I got lucky and I got something good that fell my way. So if life were fair, you know, I think we would be judged by only our actions and we would only get the fruits of our labor, but every now and then you get a lucky break. And I think people are able to take advantage of that and it, and it works out in their favor. So I would much rather life to be unfair for those chances at luck rather than only fair.
0: He's a wise man. Yeah. he's got it going on. I like that man. He
3: went. You answered it much, much more thoroughly, uh, but we're on the same uh, trajectory. Yeah, I've been hearing yeah. this question for a while, and I've been thinking about think
0: it. Jake says favor ain't fair. Yeah, favor's right? not yeah. fair. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, it's true. Yeah. So last question here, yeah. and someday I'm gonna get all these together and actually make a book of it. But this, oh, yeah. this is a, this is a, you know, a hypothetical. Say. We're gonna give you a book deal. Okay. And it's gonna go out to every single person in the world Uh who needs a second shot. That person who's down and out, but they need like that second breath, that second look, that second shot. Um, The book is one line. Okay. What's the one line that you put in that book? What's the, essentially, this is, you know, one piece of advice for that person. Go ahead, Courtney. You got yours?
2: Yes, definitely. I'm gonna say, feed what you want to live and starve what you want to die.
0: Feed what you want to live, starve what you want to die. Give yeah. all your energy and attention. Yeah, definitely. That's and, beautiful. and be consistent and be,
2: you know, you're going to be passionate about something, feed that thing. If you feel bad energy around you, get rid of those people who, you know, bring you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but feed what you want to live and starve what you want to die.
0: So powerful. Yeah. What about
3: you? Three peas and a corn.
0: You had explain that. Okay, I, I know the backstory. Okay, but wait, we're eating vegetables.
2: <laughs> three <laughs> right? peas and Your a veggies. corn,
3: building powerful relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned one thing growing up when we were gardening because we had a, a huge garden. Yeah. My mom would, I, she would always uh, chop the holes in the ground and she would tell us to put the the the, the, um, the seeds in. And I never forget we was planting peas and she says put in three peas and a corn. I did not understand that for years and then one day I had a conversation with my mom and she says that the corn helps catch the peas and pull them up faster. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it takes relationships yeah. of mentors, yeah. people who've been, in your, been, been where you're yeah. trying to go to kind of help you get past a lot of those things that you're going to have to go through anyway. You're going to go through the same things mm-hmm. that everyone else went through. Yep. But you need people to help you see the forest for the trees. Yeah. And those three peas, once they germinate, that corn germinates and catches a hold to that peas germinating, a corns grow tall. Right. And they grow fast. Mm-hmm. And so that corn won't come up with the peas. It'll just help catch that pea and pull it on out It'll the ground.
2: push the pea out the ground. Oh,
0: Isn't that amazing? That, like, I never would have wow. guessed that. I didn't Three know. Peas first and of corn. all, didn't know that about gardening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, what a metaphor for life and right. really having people right. around you. And, and yeah. both of yours are sort of cohesive in yeah. the way that, you yep. know, you, you want to yeah. feed. You know, those people are helping. You you are never thought about that. I know yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like a perfect little dynamic duo and a perfect way to end. Go ahead and tell everybody where, you know, if somebody's a salon professional and they're like yeah. oh my gosh didn't know about this where can everybody find you learn more about your journey more about the app oh definitely well we're share share first of all
2: everywhere that's s-h-e-a-r-s-h-a-r-e uh, go ahead and follow us on instagram if you ever want to get a hold of myself or dr ty dm our team there on uh, our instagram channel and they'll get you in contact with us but go to the app store go to google play and Sheer share the app is a free download also uh take over on shareshare.com. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You got it all. You got it all. Done. Matt, Matt Stoker 1, where can everybody find you <laughs> and your and your dog pictures?
1: That's it. Matt Stoker 1 on Instagram. You can find me there. You can also find me on the Second Shot Facebook group. Okay. And whenever we premiere these videos on Monday nights, you'll find me there as well.
0: Yes, Monday nights are the video premieres. You know, the episodes drop Fridays at 4 p.m. to kind of take you into the week- weekend and give you a little Monday motivation. You can find me at JennyAnchondo.com. Also, the Second Shot Instagram page. You guys, Instagram.com slash Second Shot Podcast. It is so good. We're going to give everybody all the info there. And, you know, Heath's not here, but you know he's going to tell you, rate us, review us, (laughs) give us five stars. Right. That's right. So all of those things, you go on iTunes. If you need any help, you shoot me a DM, and we will see you on Second Shot next time.
2: Awesome. Bye, guys.